Welcome to the official Autodesk Inventor podcast. My name is Garen Gardner. I'm the technical marketing manager for Autodesk Inventor. Today is June 3rd, and this is episode number 24. So the last episode, we talked a little bit about some of the functionality in Inventor with Frame Generator, being able to publish to Content Center your own custom profiles, and then some of the documentation side, some of the things you could do with the parts list and, and some of that information. This episode, we want to talk a little bit about uh, being able to, to work with some of the view representations, positional representations, and LED representations. These are a, a couple of different areas that uh, many of us maybe know a little bit about, but not really sure all the things that we can do with it. The nice thing about these representations, they can be used in the assembly and also creating drawings and kind of downstream. So there are a number of really great uses for these various representations. This episode we'll talk about what some of those uses will be. So with that, let's jump in and take a look at some of this functionality. We're going to use an assembly that many of you are probably familiar with. This is a sample file. It's the remote control engine. And what we're going to do, first off, this is, I've modified it a little bit. Uh, I, in the past, this has been, uh, this was a, an iAssembly, so that you had a couple of different uh, configurations that you could swap between. I've actually, for this purpose, I've deleted those representations. Now we could do all of this with the representations, but I wanted to, to, to better be able to show you how many parts are loaded up and give you a little better understanding what was going on behind the scenes without the representations there. So with that, you'll notice that there's no representations up here um, as far as configuration, sorry. Um, no configurations, but we do have some representations. I haven't, at this point, I haven't modified any of the, the view reps, LOD reps, or uh, positional reps. You'll notice here that we have multiple view reps. If I look at the positional reps and the level of detail representations, you can see that we have some of each of those. Well, we'll talk about each of them and what they do. We'll first start off by the view reps. And let's take a look. You'll notice that we have a couple of different ones we may want to look at. If we want to see the exhaust, you'll notice I can double click on it and see only the exhaust, or perhaps we want to see a different one. We could burrow down in and look at possibly just the internal components. But how do we create a view rep? We're going to come up and, and right click on view rep, and we're going to tell it that we're going to make a new one. So now it's captured whatever is on the screen and created a new view rep with that information. Well, in this case, I want to see everything. So I'm just going to right click and tell it to, to show all visible or I could tell it to hide all. So basically we have a clean slate. This is grabbing all the information from my master rep with everything on, and then I can start focusing in on what I want to turn off. So in this case, we're going to use some of the selection tools. And this was a podcast that we had a while ago. Um, it was either a podcast or a, a um, blog entry. But what we want to do is select all the internal components. So one of the things I can do, I can do a shift right click, and I can tell we want internal components selected, or in this case we want to turn all the external components off, so we may just say select external components. I then get this little slider that I can specify how much of the components have to be completely external before it'll select them, so we'll drop it down about 78% or 87%. See I'm a little dyslexic. Um, and with that we'll actually turn the visibility of those off. So most of those are off, 
but we do want to turn off a couple of others. So we'll come in, turn the visibility of those off, select some of these other components. And if I was a little more creative, I probably could use the search tool to actually locate some of these a little bit better. And in fact, I don't want to delete them. We just want to turn the visibility of them off. So we'll just right click, select the visibility. And I want to be careful because there is the piston inside and I don't want to turn it off. So you can see there we have all the internal components. And the view rep saves part color, it saves the view location, and it also saves the, the visibility of the components. So with that, I'm just going to go to a, a view here that I like, something like that. You'll notice now if I go to a different view rep, and then I come back to the one that we just created, that it saves the view representation with uh, the camera and all the information. Now let's say that I wanted to change one of these to be a different color. It may be that I want uh, this particular sleeve to be glass or something somewhat clear. So we're going to come in here and specify some, some material. Uh, we'll do something like um, blue, blue clear, if I can find what I'm looking for there. So you can see that it's actually a different color. Now we're overriding the part color at the assembly level. So we're not editing the part itself and changing its color, we're just doing it at the assembly. So now you'll notice that I can go to the clutch or a different view rep where we could actually see that sleeve. And I can see it's its regular part color. Although if we go to the view rep that we've just created, you'll notice that it's clear and has a view and everything in there. Now also to take this one step farther, I can actually do a section through this and we'll use that XY plane and you'll notice that I'm sectioning through some of these components. You'll notice I'm not sectioning everything. Um, you'll notice that I have this shaft and this is a little bit of a side note but let's edit this shaft and if I wanted to section it too I could actually go to the document settings and I could specify that uh, once this comes up that we want to be able to not section it. So we'll notice under modeling I could tell it to participate in the section or don't participate in the section uh, and it'll actually honor that. So in this case it's not sectioning with the assembly and we can see what this looks like. Now the nice thing about it is this is saved in that view rep. So if we come up here and change to a different view rep you'll notice that when we go back to the original view it's still sectioned. So there are a lot of different things that we can do with the view rep and all this information when you create a drawing will be honored when you create that view rep. So again it's a, a really great place to be able to just customize the information you want and be able to use that in drawings and downstream. You can also use this in when you're, re when you're rendering uh, different videos or images in studio. Before you go into studio you can specify which view rep you want and it'll use that information when you go into studio. So with that, let's take a look at the next one. You'll notice right now that this is locked down. I can't make any modifications. I can't drag it and see the piston go up and down. So we want to be able to control the positional representation of this. So we're done with view rep for now. We'll expand the positional representation. You'll notice that in here, uh, somebody's already created a few or a, a free representation and a bottom representation. Now by default there's just a, a master one and if you want to create a different positional representation you can. Um, in this case to see what the, the two do you'll notice if I go to free I can grab our shaft, rotate it around and I can see the piston move up and down. If I want to go to the bottom I can go to the bottom 
Now if I want to create a different one, uh, we may want to come in and just say let's create a new, I, I right click on the positional, basically the master, or not the master, but the top node for positional representations. We can make a new one. And then in this case, let's just do something like um, nine o'clock. We'll just say nine for nine o'clock. So if I wanted, we know that it's, we have a bottom, but we could do a three o'clock, six o'clock, nine o'clock, and 12 o'clock. So for the nine o'clock, what we'll do is we wanna come to this shaft, and I'm just gonna find it in the browser. I'll expand that a little bit. And I have this constraint right here, in fact, to better see what constraints it's using, if I go to the bottom one, you'll notice that if I go down to the shaft that it's showing that there's a highlight. You can see that this one is in bold, the drive me, is actually in bold telling me that that one has been overridden for this particular uh, motion or uh, positional representation. There are a lot of reps. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to make sure and use that same one to drive our 9 o'clock position. So we'll come down here find the drive me and I'm just going to tell it that we want to create an override so you'll notice that it comes up with this dialog box and I can tell it that we want to change the value to be something like 270 degrees and then I can if I if I have patterns or various components I can do different things here but right now for example if I wanted a component to be flexible in one state but not in another I could do that as well so you can have a spring that uh, or an assembly that's going to have motion uh, at one level where it's not in another level. So it's it's really nice to be able to control a number of different things. Um, you can also control patterns. So you could say you know uh, if if uh, in if something changes certain height, you can actually have a pattern in a couple of different states. So with this, we also want to tell it that we want this this particular constraint. Uh, well, in this case, we want it to be enabled. We don't want to suppress it. So when I go to click and drag it, you can see we're first, we're at 270 degrees, we're at that nine o'clock position, and it's completely locked down. Well, what if I wanted it to be in the nine o'clock position, but I wanted it to be free so I could still drag it? I can come over here and we'll go back in there to my override, and I'm now gonna tell it that we want to suppress it, but I still want to give it a value of what angle it's gonna be, what it'll start at. So now, if we go to bottom, you'll notice that I can't drag it. If we go to the nine o'clock position, it's not uh, not showing my nine o'clock. Let's go back in and look at that. And let's make sure, let's turn suppression off just for a moment. Looks like that suppression may be doing something that I'm not expecting. But um, what you can do is we can see that I can dynamically rotate it around but it started out in that particular position. Let's try this one more time. We'll go to bottom and then come back over here. Now one thing that I, I would also recommend when working with some of these, let's go back to our master. Anytime you want to make modifications to constraints, you'll want to be in the master. It won't allow you to make any modifications when you're overriding it with a different, uh, different uh, uh, positional representation. So now if I want to modify it, I'm just going to come in and do an edit from the master level. And sometimes what I found, depending on uh, the type of constraint you have here, the new constraint we added in 2009 is the explicit reference vector. So you're actually tying in the, the, ref, the ad 
a vector direction where it's getting its information from so it's a little bit more predictable so where this is an older data set it doesn't have that and I'm guessing that would probably help solve uh, its knowing which direction to go to but anyway that gives you a pretty good idea some of the positional representations how you can control that you know I've seen this suspension of a car being able to adjust where the the position of the arms are going to be you can have it in possibly you know a compressed state and an uncompressed state and you can see this in the drawing so you create the positional representation open and a closed and then you can actually see that in the drawing if you want to do a, an overlay you can right click and do an overlay for that particular view and show two different uh, positional states actually one thing uh, to create the overlay it's actually in the view creation so go over to the the um, drawing panel bar you can specify which uh, which tool you want which is the overlay and then specify which overlay you want to use or which positional representation you want to use and use that so now the next thing that we want to do the final thing is the level of detail so the level of detail is a little different than the view rep so we can turn the, the components off in the view rep but what if I want to remove them from memory right now let's go to our view rep real quickly we'll go to master level actually we'll, we'll use default and I can see down at the bottom of the screen that I have 60 components loaded up now this is a small assembly it's not really going to make any difference but if, if I had a grand scale big assembly that I wanted to manage I would want to be able to to work with some of the LOD reps to be able to suppress certain components we've talked about this a little bit in the past being able to manage some of these things but um, one of the things you'll notice if I come over to say if I go over to my level of detail let's go to internal you'll notice that we went from the 60 components to 20 components and this is a little bit different if I go back to my master we go back to 60 components and everything gets dynamically loaded in now if I go to the view rep and I do the same thing notice it doesn't change that it's not unloading any of the information so if you're just wanting to to visually turn certain things on and off do that in a view rep if you're actually wanting to work with large assemblies and dynamically unload and load in geometry you can use the the LOD representations so let's come over to I can tell it to suppress all components so everything's going to be suppressed this is great to open up an assembly tell it to suppress everything and then you can come down the list and turn unsuppress various components that you want to see in here well if I, I also have also all parts suppressed so it gives me the hit the browser tree so I can see sub assemblies all the components underneath them but all the the B rep all the part data is actually suppressed I also have all content center suppressed so if you remember right this was uh, let's go to our default V rep here so um, doesn't look really look much different if I go to master level of detail rep you can see here that I have all my fasteners and everything if we tell it to suppress the, the content center files you can see they all go away so this allows me to lighten up my design by just telling it to turn off those various components I can also tell it to show me internals so if you remember one quick way to do this same as we did before uh, if I want to create my own LOD rep what I can do is let's go to master for a moment and I'm just going to tell it that we're going to create a new level of detail representation and we can see it down here let's say that I only want to show this muffler so you'll notice that we can grab the muffler and then I'm just going to do an invert selection so we'll just do an invert 
and let's just suppress all of all of the other components. In fact, let's let's just do this. I'm going to go to my top view, and we'll window over everything, something like that. We're in the level of detail that we want, and I'm just going to suppress those components. So now we've created an LOD rep. We only have seven components loaded in at this point, and I can see exactly what I'm working with. So if I go to the master, we can see we have the 60 components. Everything's loaded in. I go to the LOD rep. It'll turn everything else off. Looks like I didn't save it in that state. So let's do this one more time. And this is actually, this brings up a really good point. When you do something like this, let's, uh, we'll make sure that we grab just what we want. I'm not going to save it. You'll notice that it's coming here and asking me if I want to, if I, it's unsaved, do I want to continue? If I hit yes, basically it's not saving the state that that was in. So when I come back in here, you'll notice everything is on. One thing that I would recommend, and I, I do this a handful of times when I'm setting up my LOD reps, uh, once I suppress the components that, uh, if I stop suppressing that one that I want in here, not sure where it's at in here so let's just go let's do that one more time we'll go to master yes I want to leave without saving and then our third time probably have a better way to use some selection tools on here but let's just suppress all of these as well as that fastener so now what I'm gonna do is save this I need to save it if you don't save it when you leave it's actually gonna not save that state so now when I go to master, we'll notice that we get our 60 parts back. I go back to the LOD rep that I've created. We're down to seven. So it's similar to V reps as far as I don't see this geometry, but this is a little bit more intelligent. So it's actually removing the memory from, from my computer with that. Now, other things that I can do if we go into the internal components, and let's also suppress the sleeve here. And then let's also suppress this rod or the arm. This is something that you would expect if I remove this, if I deleted it, there are constraints right now. So as I rotate this around, let's go to our positional representation to free. When I rotate this around, obviously everything's connected. If I just hit the delete key, let's just select that. Oh, we're in a, an LOD rep, so I can't necessarily delete it. But if I, were, if I weren't in a, an LOD rep and I deleted that, it's going to delete the constraints and everything. However, if I come in here and suppress this, one of the unique things that we do is we still maintain that relationship, those constraints. So it's smart enough to know that when this shaft rotates around, that piston needs to go up and down still. So it, it's still it's able to remove from memory, but it's also able to know the relationship between those different components. All right, so that gives you a pretty good idea of some of the capabilities found in here. Uh, let's go back to the LOD representation that we wanted. One of the final things that we'll talk about is being able to create simplified representations. They're, they're also under LOD reps, and we'll wrap it up with this. Uh, I'm going to go to the master representation for a moment, and let's say that we wanted to be able to create a simplified rep of just this, uh, just the, the muffler. So instead of having seven different components there, we want to save this as one component. So I'm going to go in here and specify that we're going to make a new substitute. And I probably, let's, uh, 
let's go to, so I have an option. I can either derive the assembly, so we're probably all familiar with what derive allows me to do. It allows me to take an assembly, go into drive, uh, drive dialog box, which allows me to basically save it all as one file, and then I can use that in other areas. I can suppress certain components. We use this for um, doing skeleton modeling designs. We do it for, you know, if you're doing some consumer products and you want to be able to break it into multiple components, number of things that you can do with this. But in this case, we're just going to say, let's create a substitute from, drive to, from a derived assembly. I'm not going to worry about the name that we give it right now. And it's going to pull in this entire assembly into a part file and then let me pick and choose what I want in this part file. Well, since we've already created an LOD rep with um, just the muffler, which I probably should have named it, but I could I could use uh, the design view if I only wanted the internal components that I created, or if I wanted to use that LOD rep. Basically, it allows me to get just the components there. And you can see I have some other bodies, maybe some bodies that I didn't expect to be in here. Um, you can turn those off if you want as well but we won't worry about it too much. With, uh, with our geometry here, we're just gonna blend this all together to a single part file. And then this can be, this, this can dynamically be swapped and unswapped in my assembly. So you'll notice that now I'm only loading one part. So instead I had seven parts before that made up that entire structure. Now I have one part. So you can take a huge assembly a huge machine and basically break it up into maybe the front, the middle, the back and create view or um, substitutes so that at any time you can say well I'm gonna go to this substitute and I can have 90 percent of my my machine one part and then the other 10 percent I can have it load up the regular geometry and I can be working on that 10 percent making changes and whatnot and then I can switch to another uh, substitute which will dynamically unload that 10% and load up another 10% or 25%, however you want to break it up, so that you can work with very large assemblies and be able to manage them. So hopefully that makes some, uh, some things a bit clearer when you're thinking about what the view rep does, what the positional representations do, and then also the LOD representations. Now real quickly, just to, to see how we can take advantage of this in a drawing, we're going to go over to a drawing and we'll see just what what happens when we're creating that drawing some of you may or may not have seen some of this so let's just take a look at when I come in here and say let's do a base view you'll notice that I can choose my view rep here so you'll notice that the view rep that I created earlier I can use that if I want to use a positional rep so we could go to my internals and then tell it to use the uh, the, the uh, nine o'clock position and I could also use an LOD rep also so you can be pretty creative you could use a view rep to turn all the standard components off and then an LOD rep to turn a number of other components off and do kind of a mix and match between them so it's, it gives you a very strong capability in, uh, in setting these things up so with that we'll just place one of these views we have the external components on nine o'clock position which we really won't be able to see much with the externals on in a nine o'clock position we won't really be able to see it at, at the nine o'clock position but um, if we wanted to do internals instead at the nine o'clock position we could see what that looks like and if you remember right we uh, we needed to change that angle to be a different angle for it to really work right at the nine o'clock position but 
it's a, it's a really nice way to, to offer a lot of flexibility. And then when you're opening up these drawings, you'll notice, or these assemblies, we can come over to the assembly itself. You can go to options. And within options, you'll also notice that you have these same things. So when you're opening up a really large assembly, you don't necessarily want to have to load it up first and then go to an LOD rep to remove a lot of the geometry. You want to be able to do that from the open dialog. So basically, you can go and select the component that you want to work with. From there, let's, uh, let's grab the one without eye assemblies. And then I can go into options, tell it that we want to use maybe the we want to use the view rep of the internal components. Maybe we want to use the LOD rep of just the the muffler. So in this case, we'll go to the default. So now when I open this up, it's going to open it up with just that information. So again, just offers a lot of flexibility. Hopefully this clears some things up for those of you that have tried to use either view reps, positional representations, or uh, LOD representations. That makes a little more sense. You understand what's going on, where you can use it, um, drawings, assemblies, presentation files, studio, you know, and also if you're doing some analysis, it allows you to, to turn off the components you're not really needing to use and run analysis just on those components. So again, hopefully this is beneficial. This is episode number 24, June 3rd. And uh, until next time, over now.